0: Miracy. If you jump out of the airplane and you are now still scared, what have you actually done? You've actually created those neurological connections even deeper because now you've just proven yourself right. I'm scared of heights. I can't believe I did that. What have you? So that's my example of outside of your comfort zone.
1: Is it always the case that you need to step outside your comfort zone to be successful? Are there situations when it makes sense to stay right where you are? You know, we hear the phrase, you need to go outside your comfort zone. That's where the growth happens. But is there another way to think about it? I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called The Coaches Console, and we're proud to have helped tens of thousands of coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where we answer burning questions that newer coaches would love to ask a more experienced coach. We usually encourage our coaching clients to go outside their comfort zones, but today I'm going full contrarian and have invited a guest that says you should never leave your comfort zone to reach your goals. I've invited Jen Benninger to the show. Jen is the CEO and founder of Genius Unlocked Coaching Institute. As a business coach and master trainer, she helps coaches accelerate their wealth to overcome limiting decisions and call on their intuition and increase the closing ratio for sales. Welcome, Jen. Thank you so
0: much, Melinda. It is such an honor to be here sharing this beautiful topic with your listeners.
1: And I'm so excited to have you on the show. But before we dive in. Would you mind sharing a little bit of your background and how you started Genius Unlocked Coaching Institute? Absolutely,
0: my pleasure. Uh, I have been a long-term entrepreneur. I started my very, very first business in 1997. I was a wedding consultant. I realized that I really had this pull to go out and help more people out in the entrepreneurial space. So I started my first business, and eventually I became a very successful business coach. And what prompted me to shift into Genius Unlocked and doing more of the mindset work and inspiring them on why they should stay in their comfort zone, I was very much working in the conscious mind when I was a business coach. I can tell you how to get to six, multiple six figures and even seven figures. Why are you not doing what I said? And I realized at that moment, about six years into that, pivoting into understanding that their unconscious mind is what is stopping them in the four inner voices, which is what's stopping them from understanding it consciously what to do, yet then unconsciously not being in alignment and having negative thoughts and emotions that is preventing them from doing that. So that's pivoted me over to wanting to understand more about the unconscious mind. So then I I went more down the hypnotherapy and energy work, and then I realized that they were doing so much healing in the unconscious mind, the conscious mind didn't believe it. I was like, ooh, let's go solve the unconscious mind. Well, that was short-lived because I realized pretty quickly that it's all about integrating the conscious and the unconscious mind. About four years ago, my business partner and I shifted and created Genius Unlock Coaching Institute. And the, our mission is to create that sacred space for people to release the most vulnerable judgments about themselves, which is based in the unconscious mind. Yet you need the conscious and the unconscious mind to communicate and to solve the challenges together so that you can set your goals with your conscious mind and your unconscious mind is in alignment and you will go get them. So that was my journey to Genius Unlocked. And we do certify in eight different modalities from NLP, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, all the way through breath work and energy work, really with that mission and goal in mind. So that wherever your client is at, you can meet them with the modalities that will support that integration.
1: What an amazing journey. I mean, just what an amazing journey and bringing that alignment to the conscious and unconscious mind. Now let's talk about outside our comfort zone, right? Because I love the different perspective. And when I first was reading this, I was like, I could feel everything in my body going, wait, what? That's not right. (laughs) And I'm like, just stay with me. I was very uncomfortable diving into this topic as we were getting ready for this. So how do you define what that means outside your comfort zone?
0: Yes. And this is for all of your listeners is what is your definition of going outside of your comfort zone? Because it's all about language. What's the story we tell ourselves? Before I tell you why we want you to stay in your comfort zone, let me talk to you. Like you asked Melinda, like, what does it mean to go outside of your comfort zone with your unconscious mind? So let's just say, this is the example I use a lot. It's very simple example. Let's just say that you're afraid of heights. Okay. So someone would say overcome and, you know, go outside your comfort zone, go sign up for a skydiving. Okay. So here's what's going on in your unconscious mind. You have a legitimate fear of heights. So the way that your brain works, and I'm obsessed with how your brain works, the way that your brain works is you have created these neurological connections that say heights equals fear. If you use the metaphor of Have you guys ever driven on a dirt road where it's rained and there's like a rut in the road and it's hard to get your tires out of the rut and you just kind of just go with with that road? So think of that as what's going on in your brain when it comes to your connection between fear and heights. It's a very deep rut. So what happens is if you were to say, go outside your comfort zone, go just do it. Mm -hmm. What could happen is now you're in the top of the plane. You're convincing yourself that you need to do something. If you jump out of the airplane and you are now still scared, what have you actually done? You've actually created those neurological connections even deeper because now you've just proven yourself right. I'm scared of heights. I can't believe I did that. What have you? So that's my example. So what is our spin on that? Clean up. What specifically are you afraid of? clean that up in your unconscious mind, create new neurological connections with your learnings. What do you need to learn? What did the fear need to teach you? Then your comfort zone expands and then you can choose to jump out of an airplane. Or you could say, I no longer have fear of heights and I'm choosing not to jump out of an airplane. So does that make sense, Melinda?
1: It does. And, you know, I'm thinking of a mentor that I had years ago, and she always said, do something that scares you every day. So I'm I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about that as you're talking about this, because it makes total sense how with that analogy of the airplane, if I'm still scared to death and somehow I find a way to push through, I'm not a big fan of pushing through, but I push through and I jump out of the plane, now it's just like a whole bunch of exclamation points after my fear. Exactly. And it makes it even stronger. So I totally get that. I also get what my mentor was saying all those years ago, do something that scares you, meaning do new activities, try new things as a way to, I think that's the same thing, expand your comfort zone, not face your fears and push through, but don't be rigid and stuck in one way of doing something forever, but really finding, create new connections and learnings with what's going on with your conscious mind. Mm-hmm. That's what she was saying, doing something that scares you. How do you sit with that phrase that that my mentor used to say, do something that scares you every day?
0: Beautiful. So if a client was to come to us and say, hey, I want to do this, this is what we teach them. We say, look, there's four levels that you need to be in alignment with. If you can be congruent in the four levels and then you take the inspired action, it still could be what your mentor means. So let me let me explain to you what those four steps are and then relate it back to how your mentor said that. So I do appreciate that. And yes, it's not about fear. It's not about hiding. It's not about avoidance. It's about taking conscious, inspired action that's in alignment. How about if you do something that's in total alignment, that's a stretch for you to grow your comfort zone? So what do I mean by that? So let's say sales calls, okay? We get a lot of clients that are like, hey, I'm stuck with my sales. Like, I don't know how to, I want to just help people. I don't want to get paid for it. And so they're so they like, just go out there and call 10 people. We would say, let's roll that back a little bit because calling 10 people, and if you're not in alignment with calling them, your conversion rates are going to be really low. And then you're going to come back and you're going to say like, this doesn't work. And I'm horrible at sales. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. Whatever that lovely, beautiful stuff you're telling yourselves in your head. So here's the thing. So the first step is you get this intuitive hit, this intuitive download. You get this thought, I'm going to do sales calls. Then you have to connect an emotion to that. Now, granted, some of you are going to have a negative emotion like fear. Yet let's just say that you have a thought, I'm going to make a sales call. You connect that negative emotion. Then you have to get an alignment with the conscious mind, which is what are the steps to make that sales call? Then you bring it into the physical world, and you actually take the inspired action. Now, what happens is either the spiritual, emotional, mental plane are not in alignment. Look at which step is tripping you up. Are you having negative thoughts? Your emotion is fine. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm going to be so excited. I want to go do sales calls. Yet your thought is you're not good enough. Then you need to focus on shifting your thought. Then your thought, emotion, and your steps are all in alignment. You take the inspired action. Yes, you might have a little bit of anticipation and you're going to have excitement. But what happens is if you don't denominalize where you're getting hung up, you don't know if you're shifting your mindset or if you're making the rut in your neurology deeper.
1: I love that. Just being in alignment, stretching to grow our comfort zone, but really looking at Diving into the nitty gritty of which step is tripping you up, which part of this is tripping you up, not just the overarching, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I suck at this, I'm af- I'm afraid of this or whatever that story is. Right. But it's like, let's go to which one of those things is tripping you up and let's do some work there to bring that alignment because then we can take the stretch. And in that stretch, that's when we expand. That's what you were talking about with expanding the comfort zone. I get so excited.
0: I know your mentor is amazing and I and I love that she was teaching that. So that's more of a nominalization, right? Do something scary every day. Well, how specifically? <laughs> like what specifically am I doing? What we like people to start using their brain for is to denominalize and find out what really is that stop. Then it's easier to overcome. If you can say, Oh, I just have a negative emotion around fear. Then you can go work on, okay, what is, this is the question. What does that fear represent to me? That's what you get to ask yourself. This is what your coach will ask you. What does that fear represent? Then they will tell you what they're really afraid of. Then you work on either consciously, if you do conscious coaching, you do conscious reframes, or if you do unconscious mind only coaching, then you can, you know, heal that with hypnotherapy. Or if you do unconscious mind integration, you would use a tool like timeline therapy or something along those lines, somatic coaching, breath work, something along those lines, and then reframe that negative emotion at the unconscious level. And then you manifest quickly. So what you said, I just wanted to acknowledge that I love the way that you reframed it is when you can denominalize and say, where specifically is my challenge? What does that challenge represent? What do I then get to learn from that challenge? Now I can go take the inspired action.
1: So what are some of the benefits to staying in the comfort zone? Let's play with that for a second.
0: Yes. I love that you asked that question because why in the world, Jen, would I want to even do any of this? So
1: the benefits of
0: doing this is truly connecting with your intuition. So let me define intuition for you. So we all have these four voices in our head. Okay. And I know we all have them. One of them is our inner ego. Their inner ego wants to defend the identity that you have created through your life, whatever that identity is. It could be wife, mother, coach, son, brother, husband, whatever identity that you've created in your life. Your inner ego wants to defend that. It'll show up defensive. It'll show up stuck. It'll show dug in which is totally fine. These are all beautiful parts of ourselves. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it together. Next, you have your inner critic. Okay. Now your inner critic wants to keep you where you're at because it knows how to act. So what does that mean? So people are like, well, I don't want to stay where I'm at. I'm in turmoil. I'm in stress. I'm in trauma. I'm in addiction. I'm in all this stuff. Yet your inner critic wants to keep you there because it knows how to do that problem. No one knows how to do your all's problem or your client's problem better than you or your client. So your inner critic is like, I know how to do this problem. We don't want to blame or shame them. They're trying to keep you where you're at because it knows how to deal with that. Then you've got your inner child. Now your inner child shows up as that's where your hurt and sadness is. And you gain your inner child from your first you know, imprint years up until the age seven, sometimes up to the age of 14 which is where you start doing the process of individuation, which you start becoming you. And then you have all of the framework and the boundaries that are put upon you from parents, school, friends, church, whatever your environment is. Where did you grow up? Who did you grow up with? All of those things. And your inner child just wants to be seen and heard. So those are the three inner voices that a lot of other coaches will blame and shame those parts of you. And will say, tell your inner ego to shut up, name your inner critic, something horrible and lock it into the basement of your brain. And then your inner child is like, just grow up and quit being a baby and you know, do all those things.
2: No, 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 no,
0: no, no, ladies and gentlemen, those three voices are your unconscious mind telling you, you have something unconscious that you deserve to resolve. It's speaking to you, saying, hey, look, I want to move forward, but I'm scared because I want to stay where I'm at. Your inner child is like, I want to be seen and heard, but I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. Your ego is like, this is all I know to do. Your intuition, which is the other eye, is the translator between your conscious and your unconscious mind. It gets the learnings from those three voices. They're trying to tell you something so that you can ask your intuition, intuition, what do I deserve to learn? the learnings of which will allow me to dot, 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 release this fear, release the sadness, understand that I'm deserving, release the fact that I feel like I'm unlovable, that I don't deserve this, that I don't deserve to receive, whatever that is. So when you can fully embrace those four inner voices and understand that your intuition is how source sees you, whatever your definition of source, whatever that is, that's your intuition. And your warning lights, your other three inner voices are telling you inside your comfort zone that you guys notice this is all in your comfort zone, <laughs> a lot of activity in there. They're telling you, hey, you have something around the fact that you don't think that you're lovable. Let's go look at that. Your intuition will say, look here, Melinda, at all the beautiful examples of how you're loved and how you're lovable, that you're strong and brave and courageous you're magical, you're beautiful, you're you know, intuitive, you're compassionate, you're empathetic. And then you go, you know what? I am. I am deserving of this. I am lovable. And you know what? I want to change the world. So I am going to be a little anticipatory, a little excitement, and I'm going to go make those sales calls because I want to change the world one person at a time. So those are our four voices that we have in our minds.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because. I was reflecting on that phrase that I hear so many coaches saying, oh, your ego's trying to keep you safe. You know, just get out. We got to get you out of your comfort zone. And I have always had a hard time with that. It's like, well, the ego is trying to keep you safe. The ego, like you said, is digging in. But it's not about keeping safe with this tone of playing small or settling or being less than. It's just, hey, wait, we got to hang out here because you're missing the opportunity. You're not hearing what's really going on. That's right. And there's that chance for exploration. One of the questions that I would often ask my clients is when I would notice they've asked how to accomplish goal XYZ, whatever it is, and we've been coaching or guiding them, yet they still aren't doing it, like you said at the very beginning of the call. I would ask them and we would do some reflection time and inquiry and, well, how is you staying in the spot? How is it serving you? Yes. And there was always a great coaching question because then they could kind of dive in and what I'm unpacking is through that coaching question, we were creating the space for them to hear that inner ego. What what are they defending against? Or hear their inner critic of here's what I do know, here's what I don't know, and hear the inner child where there might be hurt, sadness, or fear or whatnot. And so that When they could answer, here's how that is serving me, the way I describe it, they could find themselves right instead of beating themselves up. And in the finding themselves right, there's this ability to now look differently, choose differently if you wish. Not that you have to, but at least there's the opportunity. And that benefit of staying in the comfort zone is really understanding our translator, that intuition of what's really going on and finding that spot where we can make that shift.
0: Beautifully said. The other benefit is when you stay inside your comfort zone, you're able to recognize patterns faster in your own unconscious mind. And so what do I mean by patterns? So how many of you on the line here have either dated the same person over and over and been like, why do I keep doing this? Or what's that cliche where they say, you know, no matter where you move, your problems move with you. Yeah. (laughs) It's because you keep wanting to go and do things outside without reflecting in. All of the answers are inside of you. So if you keep going outside to try to get the outside world to push in, you're never going to pick up the pattern because you're not looking at what does it actually mean to you? What does it represent to you? What was your life? What was your situation? What was your environment that created those negative thoughts and emotions? So when you can go inside and say, wow, I just realized that my boss, my best friend, and my husband, this was a real story. This is my story. My boss, my best friend, and my husband were really pretty much the same person. And it was mentally and emotionally abusive. So I got a new boss, got a new friend, don't have the husband anymore. I don't mean to be that to be flippant. It was a very you know long process, yet it was all about self-discovery because I just kept repeating the pattern in other areas of my life. And I was able to then go inside and say, wait, what identity was I protecting? Oh, I'm a cop's wife. I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm not going to be, you know, 70% of police officers get divorced. I, w- I refused to, to be that. The work that I do. Well, if your work is so good, how come you couldn't save your marriage? I'm like, no, I saved myself. I didn't need to save my marriage. I needed to save myself. And it was all of these outside identities that I was able to go inside, clear up. And now I run my own very successful coaching business, not working for someone else. And I have the most amazing friends and community around me that lift me up. And I completely turned my life into everything that I could have dreamed of. Yes, it took time. Yes, it's hard to deal with that stuff. You don't want to look at that stuff. That's why we stuff it down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yet, if you're willing to say, hey, look, everything's inside of me. My intuition is how source sees me. My intuition will never do me wrong." My intuition is always kind, maybe not always gentle, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) When we talk about going outside the comfort zone, you gave us that scenario of fear of heights, jumping out of a plane. You also kind of alluded to the making sales calls. We got to do that. This can be with any challenge or struggle or fear that we notice our clients bump into. It could be a client who dreads public speaking but they've got to give a presentation for work and they've come to you mm-hmm. to coach them through that and what i'm hearing in this is your approach to coaching them through that is not getting out of their comfort zone but staying in their comfort zone and going back to those levels and breaking it down what's the action you have to take what are the negative emotions you connect with it get in alignment with the conscious mind what are the actual like what are the steps we have to take and then you actually take the inspired action in the physical world and you just break that down and you, you coach them where that fear is or where that trepidation or that doubt or uncertainty or whatever's going on for them. And that can be any situation, whether it's the coaches I work with that are trying to get clients or whether it's building a new relationship after a divorce or whatever those things are, right? It applies to everything.
0: Absolutely everything. It applies to how much money you're attracting, how is your business growing, your health, your spirituality, your self-expression, your self-love, your family, your intimate relationships. And dare I say, even your sex life, ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. because money and sex are the most vulnerable places in your life. And that's also the place where you give and receive. So in what area of life are you feeling that you're thriving? And then what areas of life are you feel like you might be in that stuck, that trepidation, that fear, like maybe your spirituality and your health is on fire, yet your bank account doesn't look the way that you want it to look. So you know, you have it in you, or it wouldn't have showed up in the spirituality and the health. So that's the other thing that a lot of people think, oh, well, that's them, but that's not for me. That is not a true statement. The true statement is if because I did it, it means you can. Mm-hmm. Because if I was able to figure it out, that means you can too. Is you you go inside and you get that answer, and then you take that inspired action step. So that's the other thing I wanted to circle back, Melinda, with what you said. And again, I, uh, your mentor sounds amazing. Yet when it says do something scary every day, if you're doing something that's not from your intuition, it's not an inspired action step. You don't know the results. Yet if you take an inspired action step that comes from your intuition you know you're going to get positive results.
1: Let's talk about intuition. I know I have been years and years and years working with my intuition. Mm-hmm. How to hear its whispers or its screams depending on what's happening, how to understand it, how to translate it. Mm-hmm. Taking that inspired action based on it just really becoming very intimately aware of my intuition. I truly think it's one of the greatest superpowers that we have and bring to our businesses, to any part of our life, truly. beautiful. And mm-hmm. if you have a client, let's say one of our listeners coaching one of their clients and they're not really versed in their intuition and it's like, so you just can't say, you know, we got to call on your intuition. How do we coach our clients to do that? Or even for some of the coaches listening in, they may not even be tapped into their intuition. How do you call on your intuition?
0: Beautiful. Love that question. Well, there's four steps on your journey to your intuition. You actually said them, Melinda. So the first step is you have to discover that you have your intuition. The way that you discover that you have it is you ask them those questions. Hey, has there ever been a time where you've had this like gut feeling or this knowing or this knowledge that you would do something and you did it and everything turned out great? You might've called it luck, fate, whatever word you put on it. You start helping them discover that they've already used their intuition they was just doing it unconsciously which means they were not consciously aware that their intuition was in play so that's the first step the next one and you also said this melinda is now you have to understand how specifically is it communicating with you is it a gut feeling which meaning you're in a kinesthetic is it a visual or is it auditory or is it just a knowing so when i first started doing my intuition work it was all visual for me. I would see it. Like for me, a butterfly is yes, because I've done a lot of work with my intuition. So if I see butterflies anywhere, a real one, a fake one, written on a wall, a tattoo, I know my intuition is sharing with me, yes. Now, this is the kicker. Then, ladies and gentlemen, you have to trust it. <laughs> you have to trust it. Think of your intuition like your GPS, it is non judgmental. Your GPS is not saying if you make a left instead of a right, your GPS is not come on and blame and shame you for doing that. No, it's like, oh, well, I'm just gonna reroute you, go left. That's your intuition, okay? So now you gotta trust it. And this is the biggest, biggest, biggest thing that trips a lot of people up. Well, I trust my intuition, and then they don't do anything. You must bring it in to the physical plane. So you must take that inspired action. That's how your intuition and your unconscious mind go up Jen's listening to me. I gave her a hit. She understood what I said. She trusted me and she took the inspired action. I'm going to give her more. So those are the four steps. Discover it. Listen, figure out how it's communicating. Trial and error. Trust it. Take the inspired action. There is no right or wrong. You cannot make a wrong step. You'll just get the learnings and move on.
1: Amen, sister. That is so... (laughs) So true. And we have covered, my goodness, Jen, we have covered so much about this topic. And I just want to summarize some of the things that we talked about today because we started talking about what does it mean to go outside your comfort zone? And you really emphasized the importance of what is your definition of going outside your comfort zone. And you really talked about how it was about taking that conscious inspired action that's in alignment so that our unconscious mind and our conscious mind can move forward together. And we went through the four levels to be in alignment so that we can take that inspired action. You broke it down so that we can work with our clients to understand where are we actually stuck and Mm -hmm. find that specific place that's tripping you up so that you can clear that up. We talked about denominalization, finding what's really stopping us because then when we find that it's easier to overcome it. And that's how we expand. It's really about expanding our comfort zone. We talked about the benefits of staying in our comfort zone and how it really leads us to our intuition. We also talked about how to call on your intuition and how when we can do the deeper work ourselves, we can help create deeper transformation for our clients. Jen, are there any other parting words? Yes. I would love to just say one more thing to all
0: of you, um, because this was an intuitive hit. When you were reading back the recap, it made me think there is a very strong distinction, and I want to bring this to all of yours awareness. There is a very big distinction between staying in your comfort zone and living a life of numbing and denial. And I know we didn't really talk about that, but it brings it around. Like, So some people are like, oh, Jen says I could just stay in my comfort zone and I'm just going to go numb out because my comfort zone is watching TV and playing on my phone and doing all that. When you were doing the recap, I was like, oh, I need to make sure that they truly understand. When I say stay in your comfort zone, it's an active playground, your comfort zone. It is not a hiding, numbing, repressing Pushing it all away, blame shaming outside of yourself, place to be. (laughs) Does that Mm, make sense, Melinda? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good distinction. Yeah.
0: I would love to share a free gift with your audience. It would also support them in the intuition. Would that be possible?
1: Yeah, for sure. What is that?
0: So, for your listeners, one of the tools to help you go and grow your intuition is we have Unlocking Your Intuition Meditation Series. It's an arc that takes you from that discovering. Listening, trusting, and then taking inspired action and it's a it's an arc of twenty two meditations all about your intuition and and the reason we use meditation is because most people don't have a problem in their conscious mind. <laughs> They're like, I'm aware of my conscious mind. So when we do it in a meditation, That gets them into their unconscious mind. And then in that arc is energy work, timeline therapy, NLP, somatic coaching, those different things in that process. And it is just my honor and my gift to give this to your listeners. It doesn't matter if you're brand new with intuition, intermediate with intuition, or an expert in intuition, it'll just hone your skills. To go back to your analogy, Melinda, people who do play the symphonies, they don't just do it one time and then they think they're great. They practice, 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 and then their comfort zone grows and grows and grows because your neurology is expanding. So I would encourage each and every single one of you to listen to those meditations in order and get that connection with your intuition in a way that you've never had before.
1: Thank you so much for that. Very generous, and we very much appreciate it. And thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches. A giant thank you to Jen for this incredible conversation. You can find out more about her at GeniusUnlocked.coach. That's GeniusUnlocked.coach. And in the show notes, you'll also find a link to Jen's Unlocking Your Intuition Challenge. You'll find all the details there. Jen, thank you so much for coming to the show.
0: My pleasure. Thank you, Melinda. And thank you all. And enjoy your life connecting with your intuition and staying in your comfort zone.
1: I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mare CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Making It and Soul Savvy Business. Cynthia Lamb produced this episode. I wrote this episode with Mishi Lance. She assembled the episode. Danny Innie is our executive producer, and post-production was by Post Office Sound. If you want to listen to upcoming great episodes on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might be listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It is the best way to help us get these ideas to more people.
2: And so the tailor, having gathered together the beautiful scraps, began to sew. He stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched. And by the morning time, he had made himself a beautiful coat. Now, when he wore his coat into the market, everyone admired it so much the tailor decided to wear the new coat everywhere and that's what he did he wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out or was it
0: in each episode of once upon a business lisa shares a fairy folk or traditional tale and then extracts rich business lessons that are applicable for entrepreneurs coaches and course creators.
2: Stories always take us on a journey from one place to the next. Sometimes this journey is literal, sometimes it's metaphorical, but always we find ourselves transformed. This story, The Tailor's Coat, originating from Europe, takes us through a literal transformation of the pieces of cloth and yet somehow teaches a powerful lesson. It does speak to a common entrepreneurial journey, Many of us start out working for someone else and give them everything we've got. Perhaps the tailor finally deciding to make something for himself is similar to the entrepreneurial desire to begin to create a business for ourselves. We take the scraps, the skills that we've developed, the experience that we've gained, and we launch our own business. I think it's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur, for anybody running a business, to be able to know that creating something out of nothing is always possible. And it's often the way forward because it's out of the scraps of what's been done before. It's out of almost the missing pieces that are not quite there that we can actually bring our creativity and bring our determination and bring our vision to create something really wonderful, really brand new and really beautiful. And then we can walk around the town with it. You know, we can be proud. We can step out and we can wear it until it's almost worn out, but not quite.
0: To hear more of Lisa's stories and learn the deep lessons they carry, make sure you subscribe to Once Upon a Business wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you every other week with a brand new episode.